thinking of starting a podcast? Well, try Anchor. It's free, easy to use, and its creation tools allow you to record and edit directly from your phone or computer. It'll even take care of distribution for you with a single tap so you can be heard on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Also, Anchor is the only place you can publish video podcasts directly to Spotify. Man, you can even make money using Anchor in a couple of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. It's truly everything you need in one place to make a podcast. So make sure to go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome back to another episode of It's Cavalier Podcast. As always, it's your boy, Mac, and today we are jam-packed. Today I'm joined by the King James Gospels, Dan Galinsky, and Amadou So, as well as fellow Cavs podcaster, Justin Matcher from the Cavs Central Podcast. How you doing, fellas? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing great on my end. Doing excellent. <laughs> yeah, somebody had to say something different. I'm glad it's Friday, man, right? Yeah. When we are recording on a Friday, uh, man, there's it's the offseason. We're watching playoff basketball right now, which is great, but bummer, no Cavs. Another season with no Cleveland Cavalier playoff basketball. We're hoping that changes heading into next offseason. Um, you know, as we all know, there are no shortage of questions that need to be answered for this roster heading into this critical offseason. Uh, you know, a lot of people have been, uh, you know, critical of Kobe Altman and the roster moves he's made, some of Dan Gilbert. Um, but with that being said, one of the biggest roster additions that could possibly happen this offseason is that of a backup point guard, which we sorely need. We, we all but know we're not bringing Delhi back unless, you know, worst case scenario, right? Can we all yeah. agree on that? I agree on that, but yeah. can I bring up one more point? Sure. Um, Cavaliers might have a gaping hole at a center, at backup center, when <laughs> Isaiah Hartenstein uh, 100% signs in Barcelona. Yeah. So we'll see what the biggest hole is on this roster. I did aggregate that rumor, but it was from basically like a European basketball like Twitter account before, which I mean is is credible. And people are acting like I'm not going to grill Migo for that because he basically said like he didn't indicate that like reading the article he didn't really, actually like indicate that that was his report. It was just the headline that kind of irked me. But um, well, I, I had to get the joke out there. It, it was just kind of like kind of almost like wishful thinking from Barcelona side of, uh, side of it. I, I think people are kind of grilling it a little bit too much for that, but I hear you. <laughs> well, let's hope we don't have to actually deal with uh, with the nature of that kind of signing. I don't, obviously, I don't think any of us really see that happening. We know that uh, he has definitely played himself into a sizable contract, uh, at least in regards to what he would be due to make next season. It's almost guaranteed that he's going to decline his player option. Uh, but outside of the backup center role, circling back to the backup point guard role, there's a lot of big names out there that uh, report out there by uh, by our good old pal Chris Fedor, 
there's, you know, TJ McConnell. That was one of the big names listed. And also the Lakers, Alex Caruso. Of those two players, I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel, but uh, I guess I'll give this one to Justin first. Of those two guys, who would you rather see in wine and gold next season? Assuming that they're both going for the mid-level, which especially for Caruso, that's probably what it's going to take just because he's restricted. Um, to get him out of Indiana, which again isn't a terrific situation right now, but you, it would probably take the full mid-level for TJ as well. So considering that they're probably both going to cost the same, uh, I'm more so a Caruso guy, and I know that that's probably – I know I'm probably in the minority here. Um, I, I get, like, the peskiness of TJ McConnell as a defender. I, I get the steals and that he does get a very high number of those. Um, but overall, just as a defensive versatility type of guy – uh, who I also think is going to be able to play next to either Garland or Sexton. I think, you know, Crusoe is not like he's an elite shooter, but I think he has, he's more comfortable playing off the ball than, um, than McConnell is. Uh, and when, when you look at the playoffs as well, um, I think McConnell is a guy who we've seen in the past uh, because I think, well, one, I think this is a team that we have to kind of start thinking a little bit about the playoffs with a guy that we're maybe signing to a multi-year mid-level deal. Um, this is a guy who we want, you know, not only to help us in the regular season, but we got to start thinking about guys who can help us in the playoffs in the next few years. Um, obviously, uh, I think I had listened to Fedor on a podcast kind of talking about how um, McConnell, obviously just being in the league longer, has had a little bit more experience in the playoffs. Um, but I'm going to argue that uh, Caruso's experience has been more valuable, obviously making a championship run, uh, just being through a, a deep championship, you know, playoff run and getting that experience and playing through all of it. We've seen McConnell be minimized a lot in the playoffs, especially when he was in Philadelphia uh, to where they, he kind of got played off the floor at times just because there was, it was hard for him to defend, you know, when they schemed against him and his shooting limitations um, were, were prevalent then too. So personally, I would be happy with either of them. Uh, and I think it should also be mentioned that Caruso is younger, but uh, I, I do out of the two, lean closer towards Caruso. Yeah, we got Caruso at 27 years old and McConnell at 29. McConnell seems like he's been in the league forever now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dan, who would you rather see in wine and gold next season? Um, no disrespect to Alex, Alex Caruso. Um, really athletic. He's, he's an energy guy. Um, is, is springy. Uh, but I, I just think with him... It's, I don't know if I really don't buy into the shooting. It's not like, there's a reason why the guy is left open. Um, and I just wonder playing not with LeBron. I don't really know in this kind of situation, how much of a like drastic impact he has. I think he's more of honestly like an energy guy. Um, I, like with a mid-level it, it as opposed to a guy like that. Um, I, I just know what I'm getting in McConnell in this kind of situation. Um, he's also been on young teams before. Um, also, has, yeah, Justin's right. There's been some, some scenarios where he's been kind of minimized in the playoffs. Okay. Um, but I, I just think given that he went through like the Philly, like real rebuild um, back in those days with like the uh, trust the process stuff, um, is is a mentally tough guy. He's gritty. He's, he's he's a guy that is basically like to me like a rich man's deli. That like I think he's much better than deli even was before. 
Um, and the one thing about McConnell, I understand he's not a floor spacer. I get that, but he creates a lot of three point opportunities for other guys. Um, does, does have good feel in the, in the PNR. Um, I think he's a guy that could really work well, kind of just coming off of, um, handoffs with Larry Nance, guys like that. Um, I think he'd really help out a guy like Dean Wade in like pick and pop situations. Um, does a really good job making hook, hook passes over the top. Um, I, that to me is, is something I, I really value. Um, and, and I think he definitely could play, definitely could with Colin Sexton, um, just as a competitor. Um, he's, t- he's again, he's tough, but an underrated part about him, he's, he's a very good, honestly, pull up like mid range shooter and has a really good, like his, is like automatic on push shots from about eight or nine feet. And that's a very important shot and is a good lob thrower himself. Um, I just think his ability to like be like a really impact um, point of attack defender is something this Cavs team really could need or could use. And I I think honestly, like he's a guy that you could realistically get with like 6 million or or 7 million in that, in that realm, in in my opinion of the MLE. um, And I I just think, again, he's he's like a leadership presence. And I, I just, I just think Alex Caruso it's a, it's a little bit overblown considering he plays on the Lakers in my opinion. Do you think the, the motivational aspect of playing, you know, with, with one of the greatest leaders that we've seen in basketball and LeBron James has greatly impact his play on the court. You think he's overachieving? Yeah. I, I just think a lot of it is like, he's getting like, he'd get like corner threes um, shots that are just completely wide open. And was I, not, I just, I don't know. There's times and the way his style of play is, it's just so physically taxing. And I just think in the cab situation, I, I get the versatility stuff, but I just think offensively, I, I don't really buy that he's an impact player. That's just my opinion. Gotcha. All righty. So we have one for both sides. So Amadou, that leaves you break the tie. Who are you going with? Break the tie. I'm going to have to go with Dan here. I agree exactly with what Dan said, just discussing how Le- Alex Caruso, I feel like playing alongside LeBron obviously has to do with his his good shooting numbers this season, whereas with TJ McConnell, even though he's not the best shooter, we know what he is as a player. Um, he's a much better facilitator, a nice scrappy defender. I believe he can play with uh, both uh, backcourt duos, uh, with them being more off-ball, with him being more on-ball. I do like to fit with him on the team, and I feel like the team can also add more shooting to combat that area that he's lacking in. I feel like it just makes more sense to add him over Caruso. I could definitely get behind that. I'm I'm sorry, Justin. I do have to. <laughs> get no, I, I totally understand that I am kind of in the minority on all of this. And <laughs> when you talk about like the shot creation aspect, like you definitely give the lean towards McConnell. I just think mm-hmm. I trust the defensive versatility. Um, more from Caruso. I trust his defensive impact in the playoffs in the playoffs more. Um, I, I don't think you're going to get more of any, much of anything out of either of them as far as like three point shooters. Like they're both capable, open, you know, type guys. But um, I do understand that um, that I am in the minority here, and I also I will say I don't love either of them for a, mold, a full mid level, especially if you're looking at multiple. I'm kind of with you there. Um, like I don't think I, just, it would. I really don't. I understand that like you, you have to add somebody uh, this off season. And if it costs the full mid-level, it costs the full mid-level. But I know Dan, someone that we've talked a lot about um, as far as, 
guys who could be attainable for the point for the mid level, even at the point guard spot is a guy like Patty Mills. Um, I think for what this team needs off the bench, a guy like him, just again, looking purely at just shot creation. Um, and I know you're looking at another guy with championship experience as well. If that's something that, you know, you do find valuable, obviously you're not getting the defensive presence, but that's a guy who I would more so lean towards. Yeah. And, you know, even outside of, uh, of those players, the aforementioned Crusoe and McConnell, there's going to be, uh, I don't want to say a plethora of guards out there because this is kind of a weak free agent class. Uh, Matt, can I just suggest one guy is, is in, in regards to that? Sure. Would you rather have Ish Smith than either of those two? Yes. Give me Ish Smith. I feel like you, <laughs> I've, I've seen, seen you've been on, you've been with on both of you there. I've seen okay. a lot. I've seen enough in this small sample size of the postseason run uh, to, to warrant consideration over either one of those guys. I'd definitely take him. Now, the only issue I would have with that is his smaller size, man. I That's that's really the, the big sticking point for me. And that was one of the things in the argument between these two guys is, you know, you have Caruso who does have that defensive versatility versus, mm-hmm. you know, Connell being a little bit undersized at 6'1", still being an excellent defender, uh, you mm-hmm. know, positional defender. But – Having a uh, already small backcourt in Garland mm-hmm. and Sexton, does it really help to have to add another guy who <laughs> who is sub? I think Ish is sub six feet, isn't he? Yeah, I he's right yeah, there. he probably yeah. is five eleven ish. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I would, I would definitely if we could get him, you know, for the mid level, I would definitely. I just feel like he'd be probably like it could cost like significantly less than that. Is the only thing. I think I'm with you there. Um, another guy who I just think, and again, if the Cavaliers want to use their full mid-level on a different position, and I'm not going to name, like, I'm just saying, for example, say they want to bring in Doug McDermott on a mid-level. Again, yeah, Doug McDermott could be, like, that could really be something. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even yeah, saying that. I don't that know about from a defensive standpoint, though. That, that's, that's the one thing for me, for him, is, is the defense. He's a hell of a shooter. Mm-hmm. I just don't uh, think the only thing is like we don't say that about any Cavs right now. It's like he's a hell of a shooter because Kevin Love <laughs> is. Well, we just never know. That's we will have we will have one episode where we just won't even bring up Kevin Love's name, you know, <laughs> just because uh, it's it's never positive whenever you whenever you bring up Kevin Love. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But I was gonna uh, say though, guys, um, like. Yeah, say say you do bring in Doug McDermott or someone who who plays that position, that role at a different position. Like if you don't want to spend like any end of your mid level, even a guy like Brad Wanamaker on a minimum contract. I was thinking that too as well, actually. Like I I would much rather have Brad Wanamaker because he's got some. Like he's not really tall, but he's he's that guy's built like some. He's kind of he's stocky. He's stocky. Yeah. He's it's a weird big. build. It's, it, he would, yeah, he would definitely. Be, but he's uh, he's a bulldog defender for sure. You're not moving him. No, definitely not. He's like, honestly, like he's capable. I'm with Justin. Like he's capable enough as a catch and shoot guy too. To where, like, if you want to go in a different direction with your mid level, like that's a guy yeah. who you could like, you could feel comfortable spending your mid level elsewhere. I feel like if you bring him in as like a minimum backup point guard, just as a stopgap, like I, I, I would feel right. comfortable with him for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and, um, and, and along the lines of that thought, you know, one in one of Fedor's responses uh, in his 
question taking portion he uh you know he stated that the Cavs are looking for length versatility you know things of that nature and their free agent targets uh who's a guy out there you guys love would love to see you know outside either one of those roles go ahead Amadou as referring to the length athleticism versatility because a guy that just pops up to my head when I think of that is Frank Milikina. Now, I don't know what his free agency is going to be like. I don't think it'll be he'll be a, a high target type of guy. Didn't play much in New York. I feel like in Cleveland, he fits with the core. He's what, 23 at this point, I believe. Yeah, it's still very young. He's, yeah, that's another guy that seems like he's he's already been mm-hmm. in the league for a little while. But he's yeah, just, mm-hmm. just has real defensive potential. The shot. I mean, even though the, the stats say it was good this year, he didn't attempt many threes. Uh, if he if he wants a second chance in the league, I feel like that's that's a nice, you know, low risk, high high reward move that the Cavs can make. How about you, Dan? Um, well, I, he toward the end there um, stated uh, Josh Hart. That's one that I, I definitely would be for um, going kind of a different route. Um, kind of lost his way. It seemed a little bit in new Orleans. The shot is, I don't think it's broken per se. I think it, it just kind of needs, as he even Fedor stated, like, could he use a change of scenery? Um, that's a guy I think just from like, he can be a shot creator to an extent is a really good driver. Um, it, it's kind of can provide like some supplemental playmaking, but I just think with like a guy that could really help, like the young guards uh, with his versatility. I think he's kind of almost like a, like in, in a defensive standpoint is similar to like, to me um, of a Dylan Brooks and that he's just like a guy you can put on um, one through three and really can bother guys. And what a irritant, kind of, man. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. It's the perfect word. And that's, that's a guy to be looking at in that way. For sure. For sure. Justin. There's a lot of guys on this list, man. I was gonna say, um, first I did just want to say Ish Smith is six foot on the dot according to NBA.com. But um yeah, I got my guy. I've made my case for him plenty of times. Um and I oh, do understand all the dent. I just I, I've got to get that out of the way because I know exactly what Dan's response is gonna be. But Justice Winslow, Justice Winslow, the, the Grizzlies aren't picking up his his player option at this point of thirteen million. You want to talk about <laughs> length? You want to talk about defense? You want what to talk about another? Does he even play? I was just gonna say you want to talk about another unique answer at the backup point guard spot. You want to add a backup point guard and you want to add that length at the same time. I don't know, man. Just saying, Justice Winslow does those things. Now I completely understand he doesn't shoot the ball. I completely understand that he hardly even scores the ball from anywhere, not just outside. I understand that he is an injury risk, but um, I don't know. I think he had a rough year. Uh, He's been battling injuries, obviously. Uh, The Cavaliers have enough guys who have been battling injuries, but um, if he can find that consistency, um, I think he was going to, you know, really kind of have a breakout moment in the bubble before he got hurt there. Uh, I think seeing him as a point guard in the heat, the last time that he really had a full healthy stretch, I thought he was really good. Um, Yeah, they utilized him very well, you know. Not saying I'm a hundred percent there for it, but I, all I'm saying is it could work. You know, <laughs> you know what I think should be more of a wrinkle with, with Winslow though is just watching Bruce Brown miss. Well, he missed Florida after Florida, but 
just utilizing him, like with how wide Winslow is, how strong he is, like he is actually a good finisher. It is a really good like decision maker with the ball, uh, like as a passer. He'd be a great roller. Like you don't like I saw that a little bit, a little bit with the Heat, and I, nobody ever. I mean, he's a guy who him, can do both. He can be the roller or the screener. He, he is a really good like has very good pick and roll sense. So like I, I get it. I, I definitely get it from where you're coming from. <laughs> this question is for anybody. Is there any viability in the the Cavs? Some way acquiring Spencer Dinwiddie. I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Um, I don't think he would want to come here and play behind Garland and Sexton. I think he would. <laughs> if he's going to leave Brooklyn, he wants to be a starting point guard. And honestly, there might be a team that offers him more money than the mid level. Do you uh, think we'll he'll get a max? See. I don't think he'll get a max, nice. but he'll get more than the mid level. Like if he's turning down his player option, he expects to get paid. Um, and I just don't. I feel like he could go to Brooklyn next year, pick up his player option, play out the season and like get the same mid-level contract as well as that $10 million or whatever his player option year is. I don't remember off the top of my head, but um, I don't know. I feel like he's going to, his, his market is going to command more than that. And uh, even if it doesn't, I just don't think the Cavs are the best fit for him. Uh, $12 million, $12.3 million player option next year, by the way that he's turning down. So. Yeah, that's uh, he's going to be looking for starters money for sure. What about THT? Mm-hmm. can he can he be signed by anybody other than because uh, i know his contract is like kind of like weird okay so in a sense the thing with uh with tht is that um with the lakers he's dealing with the gilbert arenas provision oh so he can um, only like get up to a certain amount correct he can well yeah his starting salary can only be the mid-level um mm-hmm. with the lakers so Anybody can sign him, but like no matter the the offer, even if the Lakers have the right to match any offer, even Mm -hmm. if it's a high offer due to Gilbert Arenas. They got a lot of decisions to make. You think that that, uh, the Cavs could steal him away? I feel like if you didn't give him up in the Kyle Lyra deal, what would be the point of letting him walk in free agency now? I feel like that's a very backwards move. I'm in the same boat, yeah. I don't want him anyway. Honestly, <laughs> mm. I, I really are you I'm down not, on THT? I'm not that high on THT. I just think he was he's he's a good defender. I'm not saying he's not, um, but I think the playmaking is overblown. I think he had uh, a lot of the time was in pick and roll with Anthony Davis. Which I mean, if you can make like basic reads and and make like some hook passes, you're going to get assists off it. Uh, the play, the gravity of a guy, even like KCP, like he has gravity um, to an extent, had a really good defensive situation there. I think his was able to kind of gamble a little bit too much. I, I don't think in other situations that's nearly the case. Um, and I, I think, I don't know. I think his the like small ball stuff with him, I think it's just kind of overblown. And I, I don't know. I just, I don't see scoring from him. It, it really in, a lot of situations can't really doesn't have viability off the ball. Um, I, I just think he's he's vastly overvalued. That's my opinion. I throw one more name out there. Sure, go for it. What if Josh Richardson turns down his player option? Eleven point six. Like, Ooh. what if he? What if Would like, he come off the bench here? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, does he? Is he? Does he like his role with the Mavericks? It's been kind of a clunky fit for him. Like, if he just I wants to get out of Dallas. Would he I don't take know a look at either. our roster and say, hey, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, he can't. Yeah, I don't know about that. It, it's an intriguing one, though, for sure. I feel like that's one that you definitely have to overpay for. 
And I don't know if I want to do that. Definitely. For Josh, for Josh. Like, yeah. I don't think oh. he's turning down the player option if you don't overpay him. He's 29, right? 20, he's 27. That's not. Oh, actually, 27. Okay. I didn't realize he was 6'6, six, six, actually. I, didn't, I thought he was like 6'4. I thought half. he was 6'. Yeah, I was going to say. I thought he was 6'6. Yeah, like he's tall. He's long. He's got yeah. some size. He could defend yeah. definitely, probably at least two through four. Maybe something along yeah, those lines. That's an intriguing one. I, I don't know if you can get him for the MLE, though. Yeah. I think cost. you could. I think you might be able to. I think I don't know. Is his he had a down year. Like you might be able to. I think a little bit, and I think like you could you know rehabilitate that. But I'm not sure that like he's gonna have a big market. And obviously, like if he doesn't have a big market, he can't just you know pick up the player option. But yeah. I I expect him right now to opt in. I'm just saying, like if he does have a promise, for yeah, multi or mid level, maybe if he sees a better fit somewhere, it could happen. But um, definitely an intriguing name just as far as length. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you could get him, you know, cheaper than he'd probably ask for, because I think he's going to be a bit pricey. But uh, I, it would definitely be an interesting piece. Uh, it would. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Fellas, we are 11 days away from the NBA draft lottery. In the off chance, and I'm saying off because I'm trying to speak it into existence. I'm trying to be hopeful about this. If we land outside the top five, does it make sense for the Cavs to trade the pick to acquire some veteran talent? I feel like if you trade it, it would have to be an already established, relatively young player on a long-term deal because I would I would be upset if the Cavs traded a, a seventh, eighth, ninth overall pick even for, for a guy who's on like a two-year deal that could walk in, in those two years. Uh, this yeah. is always kind of a – what are you saying, Mac? No, go ahead. I just I want to hear all say, your responses on this. Sure. I think it's, it's kind of a loaded question when you say, like, should you consider trading the pick? Because, like, obviously if the right deal comes along, and this is in any situation, you know, you have to be open to trading it if the deal makes sense. So I think it would kind of be the same thing as to where if you get a deal that you really, really like, whether it's, whether it's you know, future pick compensation or you can get a player that can really help you right now or say you're trying to trade into the top five or top three even, you know, there's there's always – there's always a case to trade whatever pick you have. So it is always kind of a loaded question, but um, say you land at six, especially. Um, is there a guy there that you think that can immediately impact the Cavs? I'm I guess a big that's, enough that's fan. the thing. I'm a big enough fan, especially at six of Scotty Barnes to where like, I don't think like I'm, I'm not upset if I don't find a trade for the pick and I have to take Scotty Barnes. And I don't think Scotty Barnes is a great fit on the roster, but I just think he's going to be really, really good. Let's yeah, say you um, I'm with Justin on that too. Um, but I, I thought Justin was interacting uh, with somebody on Twitter the other day. Um, is there any, is there any pathway and, or would, I guess it's just like for anybody. Is there any way you guys would consider like dealing that? I'm just trying to think of a framework of a trade like that. And then, like give flipping. give that give Dallas that pick and Kevin Love for for Kristaps. I'd take that. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> well, I was just gonna say, is there any pathway to getting Gary Trent? And no. or See, would you guys actually entertain that? I'm not the biggest Gary Trent fan, but I, like, what's is he like? I or they okay, have to so, be just a shoe in to sign him long term, right? Well, here's the He's thing: restricted, with right? Uh, he is restricted, and I did have a, a conversation the other day with uh, Jeff Nauman on Twitter about this. 
uh, with okay, Demetri because he was okay. yeah, he was yeah. kind of asking you know like why there isn't. Yeah, I, I was. He's a good Twitter um, follow too. Oh yeah, he's an outstanding. You know, sports nom. Absolutely, you should follow him. Cleveland sports fans, but uh, especially the Cavs. But um, overall, I think the main reason that Gary Trent isn't getting the talk in free agency uh, that you know a player of his caliber typically might is because one. Um, the Raptors traded for him. For uh, him. They traded they traded Norman Powell for him when they had plenty of other offers for you know different things, whether it be pick compensation or whatever else for him. Yeah. They they chose Gary Trent. Uh, he is a twenty two year old wing with I think some real star upside. Um, that you know for a team that might be shifting into a rebuild is going to be a valuable piece to have. And mm-hmm. uh, the other complicated thing with Gary Trent uh, is because because he's set to get a significant raise from his minimum contract. And uh, considering that, 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 um, that contract is likely to put Toronto over the cap, even if Kyle Lowry doesn't resign, um, you're going to be dealing with base year compensation, which is an issue. Uh, it's not an issue for teams that stay under the cap or don't give a restricted free agent, a significant raise in a sign and trade. But in this situation uh, due to base year compensation being a thing, it would be really, really, really hard to match salaries with, whoever they're trying to do a sign and trade with. So I think from that perspective, unless you're not going to give them that big of a raise to where you can stay under the salary cap, it's going to be really, really hard to get them out of there as a sign and trade. And I think, I think Toronto was willing to match basically any offer. I mean, if someone throws a max at Gary Trent, maybe they don't, but nobody's going to do that. So I I think at this point, Gary Trent is going to stick in Toronto. I I don't see many other ways that that doesn't happen. They obviously, obviously went after him for a reason i can't really see them you know like like justin just said in in the off chance very off chance that somebody is crazy enough to throw max at him that'd probably be the only way they pry him away but to for for them to uh let go of norman powell to get him that that was a big deal Mm -hmm. yeah for sure i was also going to say like i feel like golden state could be a team if we have a better pick than them initially like Maybe that's a team like we could uh, they could use their two to come up with us or something. I mean, if they don't package it to get like a bet, that's another team that I could maybe see that being a, like a trade down scenario. Yeah, it'll be dangerous again like next a, season. Like if we could get like a Cam Thomas in that with like a second pick and like a Wagner, that that'd be intriguing to me. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that, man. <laughs> I don't know if y'all been paying attention to this, but I kind of started a, a a war of sorts on Twitter with one of my tweets. And it was kind of, it wasn't necessarily a troll, but it was definitely uh, just something I put out there just based off of some of the reports we've seen out there. So we, we all know Colin is uh, is going to be due some big time money here pretty soon. And people are kind of left and right with, you know, whether or not he deserves a max or, or not, you know, with that being said, if the Cavs can't come to an agreement with him or, you know, if he, if he is valuing himself higher than, than Cleveland, you know, Kobe Altman and company do, would it behoove them to make a trade for a veteran like CJ McCollum? Yeah, and I'll let you take this one or Amadou. I, I... Amadou, go ahead. <laughs> I, man, I, if they did a trade like that, I, I don't I don't know what I'd say. That That's just – that's as backwards as it gets, honestly. Um, 
we talked about uh, CJ McCollum on our last podcast, me, Justin, and Dan, and I, neither of us liked an idea of us trading. What is our our closest chance at getting an All Star for a twenty nine year old CJ McCollum who is just, I just who is on the contract that we don't want to pay? Yeah. Colin Sexton. It, it just it just doesn't make sense at all. At to all. me, that's that's my phantom revoked right there. Honestly, <laughs> honestly. I'm no uh, not to disrespect like this. Uh, or to not to disrespect this, like, Ohio native Cleveland Browns fan CJ McCollum. Well, this like 92.3, the fan, like a local CBS, like affiliate guy, Dan Mangan. But I would be referred to as no longer Cavs fan Dan. Like he calls himself Pack. <laughs> that's going to be that, that. That's going to be your that new Twitter be, handle. Yeah, that, that would that would have to be it. <laughs> yeah, you guys are familiar with uh, Haram Boyd, right? Yes. Oh, we all are. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the, <laughs> this guy was going. Love you, bro. Going back and forth for for at least two or three days on this one on this one thread about this. <laughs> it was getting out of hand. Um, obviously, I don't think they should make a deal like that. But I do have to wonder what is the best course of action if you know this comes down to them basically. Kobe having to possibly give him the max to save his own job, you know, just keep pay him to keep him happy uh, or whatnot. But for me, I would definitely rather the team let him play up to restricted free agency if they can't come together and just kind of let him test the market. I'd rather, I'd rather them do that than pay him the max right now. Um, I know that sounds crazy, but I would love to see who this team picks. If it's a guard, if we luck into somebody like uh, somebody who can slot in at that guard position, like Cade or uh, Jalen Green, perhaps, into one of those guard spots, I would much rather Cleveland at least give this one more season before paying him just to see, you know, kind of if, if they can get one more year of development out of him, if he starts to improve in, you know, various areas. We we saw improvement from him in playmaking and things of that of that nature. So I'm just wondering if he can take another step. I don't know if I'm ready to call Colin a max guy yet. Uh, that's that's just kind of where I'm at with it. But they may kind of be boxed into a corner with this. And if you when you couple in the fact that they do also also have to hand out a hefty contract to to Jarrett. I I don't know. It, it's it, it's just very complicated, and you still got love on the books. I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon. They're not going to stretch his contract. That would be abysmal. Uh, so you're kind of stuck in a rock in a hard place with this with this Colin uh, Colin Sexton contract thing. It's just like you either pay him the max, or uh, you're you're going to probably let him test the free agent waters. You know, match a deal. I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but uh, people are kind of, uh, you know, all over the place with this. Yeah. Would you feel comfortable handing him a max level rookie extension, Amadou? Hmm. Uh, right now, I, I just I agree with all the points you said. I feel like waiting until next year, especially if we're able to luck on to one of the top two guards, whether that be Cade or Jalen Green, and seeing how they work. Or and seeing how those two specifically play, and then paying him next year on top of having to pay Jared Allen this year, on top of having Kevin Love's book contract on the books, I feel like that's that's much better than throwing the max at him and 
again, we luck out and the trio of one of either Sexland, Cade, or Sexland and Jalen Green just doesn't fit. So I'm with you on that. As of right now, though, the other side to the argument is that if you feel Colin Sexton is your guy or you want to show that he's your guy, then I feel like you pay him now. I don't see the point in waiting. You know, I feel like if you want to show Colin that you want him here long term, you want him to be that guy for you, then the time is now to pay him. That's that's just how I feel about that. Like, yeah, I know that part of the rookie extension, the rookie max extension is not just paying them for what they've done or for what the, mm-hmm. you know, their potential, become, you know, yes. what they could become. I know that's a big part of handing them that salary. So I could definitely understand that. And if they did end up giving him the, you know, I, I think it's 162, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere along the lines, uh, I might be incorrect with that. Uh, but if they did hand him that max level rookie extension, I wouldn't be upset but it wouldn't be my first, you know, it definitely would not be my first option. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about that, Dan? Justin, you go ahead first. Yeah, I kind of I kind of feel um, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Mac, and I understand the point of Amadou, that Amadou is making. Of um, you know, They have kind of hyped Colin up as the guy in the rebuild, and it might not be a great look to the fans. It might not be a great look to Colin. Uh, if you, you know, say we're not giving you that max right now. Um, and I think it's, it's a tricky conversation to have uh, because one, we, we don't know for certain that Colin is going to command a max contract this off season. Um, there haven't been any real reports as to, you know, what he might want this off season. So we're, we're just going to have to see if this is even a conversation, but if it is, and Colin does ask for the max this summer and won't take anything less, um, despite the fact that it is kind of in a tricky situation um, with as far as, again, just your commitment level to him um, and how, again, Colin feels about that, how other players in the organization feel about that, about, you know, fans feel about that, all of it, it's complicated, but I'm kind of with you, Mac, as to, especially if you say you draft another guard, um, be it a Cade, be it a Jalen Green. I don't think we end up with Suggs, but even if it's Suggs, uh, I think it is definitely, it's, it would be too much of a risk at that point to just throw him a max and hope that it works. And even if in the event that he isn't, you know, having to be met by a third guard in the draft, uh, I would still wait personally. Um, At the end of the day, I I still think it's worth trying to wait to see if you can get that price down a little bit. Um, Obviously, you're not going to lose him if you don't want to. And I think if it comes down to restricted free agency and he still wants a max, even if you don't feel comfortable about it, uh, you still give it to him. I just think he's too valuable to lose. Uh, like I said, I wouldn't even really entertain trading him. I just think you give him the max in that contract. I think you give him the max in that situation, but um, I would definitely wait it out and either see if you could get a better deal next off season or see if he can prove that he really truly is a max player. Uh, Cause I think he can do that. Uh, I think it's it's very reasonable to say that uh, that Colin. I think he can take, take the next step. I think it's very reasonable to expect that he could, and I'm not you know going to sit here and say that the guy's going to average thirty six next season, but it's <laughs> very reasonable to believe. <laughs> <laughs> you hear yeah. that, Haram? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's very reasonable to expect that Colin like could take a leap next season, and in the event that he does, then he's earned that max contract, and you can give it to him. But. Um, yeah, personally, if it's going to take a max this offseason, I would wait. Um, I would wait, let things play out. Uh, maybe you take a little bit of, you know, 
harsh criticism from the media, but it's not like that's not already going on. Um, Amico can write, you know, reports that Colin's going to get <laughs> traded 40 times throughout the season and we can just continue to laugh. So yeah, I, th- I say wait it out. Um, at the end of the day, you'll end up in the same spot. Uh, so I, I, I don't see the harm. I, I do see the harm in waiting, but I still think it would be worth it to do so. Damn. Well, I'm going to be the contrarian. To me, with what he's shown, um, the work ethic, again, the I know it wasn't necessarily as much the case nearly, uh, but to me, it, it comes down to durability. And if I max Colin, I'm okay with it. I know what I'm going to be getting. Um, and I think if you put other pieces around him, like Scotty Barnes, guys like that, um, or uh, – like guys kind of like Josh Hart, like those kind of uh, just complement his game. Well, yeah, but can provide complimentary playmaking for stretches of games. I, I think with the um, guys like Dean Wade, they're low usage, but can shoot it guys. They have in, in the Cavs ability to find these guys like Lamar Stevens, guys like that. Um, a core, uh, like banking on a core being able to improve, take, um, kind of elite this next season, which I think will be the case. Yeah, he started um, to show flashes on offense towards the end of the season. Yeah, I, I just think there's other ways. And, in, in like, we've seen flashes of Colin off movement. And um, I just think there's ways that you can find uh, ways to get him to be able to be more effect games without the ball. And I think he's shown that he can to some extent. Um, and I think his defense is not – as much of a disaster as people want to paint it to be to fit their little narrative. Um, and <laughs> if the way I see it is I'd rather not wait and have there be like a possibility that I'm not, Colin does not seem like the guy at all. that would be this, this way, but if he becomes disgruntled, becomes frustrated, um, I, I'd rather like, I want a guy like Colin Sexton in my, in my locker room. I, he's to me, he's a leader. On a um, max, though, that's I, I don't know. I, man. I, I do because the Cavs, whether people like it or not, are not ever getting any guys where like who's going to be their max level guy going forward. Like that unless you true. get a maybe a, somebody that they draft. I I don't think that's the case, and you're banking on. To me, it's either like there there's two Garland. guys. It's Even either if okay, Jalen or Jalen Green, absolutely not Suggs. I'm not even going to touch that. Or Cade, and that's it. And the other reason I say that is because I know I'm getting from sex, and I know he's durable. I, I'm not counting last season. I'm not doing that. Um, and whether people like it or not, availability absolutely does matter. Like, it, it really matters. And I know what I'm getting from Colin night to night. I know he's a dog. And I'm building around a guy like that a lot more than I'm building around Darius Garland. Whether people agree with me or not, I know they don't. But I get Darius Garland's a playmaker. I, I do. Like, I absolutely do. He has great vision. The guy has deep range. But Colin, Colin offensively can do a lot of things. And his presence enough will be able to make him capable as a playmaker, especially, like, I want Darius here long-term, too. But I'm absolutely not giving a max to a guy that, frankly, is as injury-prone as Darius Garland is. Because... Going into the stoppage last year, he would have missed a lot more games due to injury. Like he only missed like those last six at the end there. That was kind of like he would have been out for an extended period. And this season, there there were like real injury problems. 
And I just think he's a little bit soft, quite frankly. And I don't like that. Um, being like the cat, this is why, like, as Mac touched on, backup point guard is such a glaring need, is because you can't really rely on Darius Garland. And honestly, that to me makes it where I, I'm going to be very hesitant on the next contract with him. I, I don't really know what that's going to be. Um, and I want him, I like him, but I, I'm building around a guy like Colin that I know is going to be firing. He's going to get in guys on the other team's face. He's not going to be playing buddy, buddy with everybody. And I just think the work ethic he has and coming into the, his rookie year, nobody thought he could actually shoot outside of as a driver and as a push shot guy and comes in, shoots 40% from deep in his first year. And people thought he quote unquote couldn't play. So I'll take that guy that doesn't care what people think. He's had to go through a hell of a lot of shit. Sorry for my language with the stuff here. And I really don't understand why he's been nothing but a model teammate and Assistant. shows up to work. He's a grinder. I'm, I'm giving him the max. That's just my opinion. I guess my, my one counter to that, Dan, is you mentioned that, like you mentioned, who are you going to give the max to? Who else are you going to give the max to? It's only the draft though. Like that's it. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying, we're not getting, getting any notable free agents like in that ever realm. And we're not no, 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 no. for guys like that. I'm sorry. We're not. I, I know. But my point is um, when you say, you know, who else are you going to sign to a max? Uh, I don't think it necessarily matters that you're signing a guy to a max contract. Even if you're not signing Darius Garland to a max deal, you're still going to sign him to a big deal. You're still signing Jared Allen to a big deal. Uh, you still have Kevin Love on the books right now uh, for at least, you know, the next couple of years. Um, you're you're going to draft another guy who maybe does become your max guy. Maybe he doesn't become a max guy. Maybe he's just another guy who gets a big deal in the, you know, low to mid twenties range. Well, we don't even know if he's going to command the max. That's the other thing. And we don't, and this is all assuming that he does. But um, I think where I come in is, you know, just trying to wait and seeing if you can save any money on it at all is even if you don't have guys on max contracts, you're still going to have multiple guys who are on sizable contracts, be it Colin, Darius, Jarrett, uh, maybe a Coro really does take that next step and becomes a, you know, a McHale type value of player to where he's a guy who could command low twenties, not saying that will happen, just saying it could. Uh, you you have a new draft pick who comes in. Who you got is Isaiah. You got. Uh, you yeah, got I mean, what, you're gonna have to pay Isaiah some money. You're gonna have to maybe you pay Tori and Jetty's still gonna be around. You know, you're still gonna have to pay guys <laughs> even if it's not max money. And there are gonna be quite right. a few of them who are in that low to mid twenty range, maybe even higher. So I understand that you're saying that you know who else are you gonna give the max to? But my point, I guess, is just that you're still going to have to be paying a lot of guys money. And even if it's not max money, it's still going to be a lot. So if you can save anything on Colin, I think waiting out is worth it. And that's just in my opinion, but oh, I, I, I get understand it. where you're coming from. I just think with him, like that's the guy to me, like of everybody, he's the one you cannot replace. Like when he's not in the game, the Cavs go through massive lulls, like massive lulls. Like they just cannot score when he's not on the floor. And I, if he commands the max, uh, to me, I'm giving it to him now because I, I understand he, he, he would be a restricted free agent. Okay. But if there's, if he's disgruntled going forward from there and doesn't really want to be here and then, and, and then you match it, there's going to be a lot of issues. Like uh, you think he's going to start so that, acting like me, Kevin Love? That to me, is a, <laughs> that's a legit possibility. And with how much, 
how much crap he's gotten from fans and all like media people here. Who's to say that he like if you're waiting that he'd want to actually be here? That's the the problem that I have. Because no, if you don't pay him this off that. season, if you don't pay him this off season, whether people like it or not, it all sounds like all like like fine and dandy to wait and see, so to speak. If I'm we him, know that I'm I'm not media is going to be I'm flying in with the trade rumors, like, and it's going to be it's going to be point though. Like, you gotta, be if you're there's Kobe, you got to understand that that's coming. Mm-hmm. And I know Kobe uh, does not want to talk about that because he doesn't really talk anyway. Kobe's so going to do whatever he has to do to keep his job. <laughs> if he has to I'm get just saying, back, I, I, I'm 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 rocking with my guy Colin. If I have to get if I have to trade guys down the road, <laughs> I'm okay. That's the one guy I I am not comfortable getting letting go. If you have to pick between him and Darius down the road, you're de- are you doing that? If if the I am absolutely not even question about it taking Colin Sexton. I know I'm contrarian, but I I, I like Darius. I, I'm I was thrilled with what he did this season, but I just don't see I, I don't see aggression enough. Amadou wrote about this recently. He should be he should like that is a guy. The problem is. He, he's a guy that you have to like push to, to take over games. And mm. Colin shows up. He, as soon as he's in the gym, he's like, you know, he's there. He got Darius, that dog mentality. Darius you know, does not, that. Like, honestly, like I, I'm not saying it in like a kumbaya way for a team like this. That's the guy that I'm jumping sh- in a ship with. Like not Darius. I'm sorry. He's just, he's soft. He's Hold soft. on. I'm sorry. Guys, I have a bold idea. Are you ready? What you got, man? Mm-hmm. How about we keep both of them? That's <laughs> what I want too. But who, if Darius kills it next season, you know darn well he's going to want a max. Justin, darn yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that's, that's all I'm that's saying. A... It just sounds way too, it just sounds way too like positive thinking to think that he would not. And I want okay, but if Darius kills it next year. If he kills it next year and like earns a max, then you give him the max. If he you have it. to, then that's why I'm saying, you know, well, there are, with, if he does Alan that, too? people are going to call for about trades for this. Cause they're not, I don't, I don't see them handing both of them at max level. If, if you pay Colin, but like if he becomes a max level player, then you pay him max money. Like if he, you're, you're under the assumption that he makes that leap. Right. Like, then yes, you give him that money. So I I definitely okay. think he could make that leap. But again, you know, as Dan touched on too, a yeah, lot of that's I'm just saying, like, can you do that with Allen too? Like with yeah. he, with him, say say he makes twenty million a season, right? For four years, well, another thing you know you got to consider, Dan, is that Darius's extension isn't going to kick in. I don't think until Kevin Love yeah, is the books. Said, so yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. I think right. you do that if if he kills it next season and becomes a max level player, which is you know we'll see if that ends up happening or not. But if he yeah. becomes that level of player, then yes, you give it to him. And, and again, we don't have to choose between him and Colin. Just guys. keep him. Both. I don't think you do. I'm just saying, like, if there's like a wait and see type thing, I'm gonna wait and see with Garland more so than Sex, and that's all I'm trying to say. If it's okay. a similar situation warranted. with Colin, I think you do it again. Yeah, that's okay. warranted. For okay, sure, for sure. fair enough. <laughs> you, you make you make all these valid points. So, but I, I'm just saying, like that's that's all that's it for me. 
<laughs> well, I have to put a pin in that, man. This that talk is not going away anytime soon. Uh, you know, that could very well carry into this next upcoming season. Uh, we'll see. You know, hopefully they're able to come together on an agreement that really works for both sides. I think that's what everybody wants. You know, you, you want to see. Let's just pay Colin a cool pay. fifteen mil a season, and we can all go home happy. God, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it would we'll have to see uh, to close out today's show guys I, I figured we'd do a little bit of Cavs trivia and the winner will get a $25 Amazon gift card 12 questions now 12 questions. Okay. okay here we go All right. only only one rule okay I don't care if y'all use your phones because I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen anyway because mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't Scott Connor, I will not Mac uh, I won't cheat. I won't cheat. No, nah. we're not cheating. You know, we're, we're putting the phone to the side. My phone, my we're phone gonna... is to the side currently. Okay, so it is off the table, underneath a towel right mm-hmm. now. So okay. we're not. It's not in the vicinity. My, I'm throwing my phone under my desk, upside down. All I'm right. throwing my phone against the, the wall. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Break it. Break all of them. Yeah, that twenty-five dollars will fix that. Uh, all righty, we'll just jump right into it now. Only thing, the only rule was first person to say the response gets the point. I don't care if you guys all say the same thing. It's just the first person that says it is going to get the point for it. Only twelve questions. All right, hands num- sweating. I'm ready. Number one, who holds the Cavs' single game record for most made threes in a game? Jr. Kevin, no. LeBron? Kyle Korver, no. Um, um, Ubi Gibson. Those are all good guesses. Man, he was a baller. Dang. Why can't I think of this? <laughs> this should no be easy. Williams? I'm, this is I'm a easy think. one, guys. Come on. Is it Kyrie? Is yes. it LeBron? Oh, it's Kyrie. Well, how did Kyrie oh, even God. slip my mind? Yeah, how did wow. we not? How did we okay. What? Come was on. Was, was it that Spurs game? It was 11, bro. Uh, it had to be first game. Oh, was that CJ's the Portland game? Yeah, Portland yeah. yeah. Okay. He he beat CJ's record. CJ had. I'm 10. trying to think of like three point specialists. I wasn't thinking about. Kyrie. I don't know how Kyrie. Okay, wow, that was bad. All right, point for me. Let's go. Woo! All right, <laughs> all right. Point justice. All right. Next question: mm-hmm. Who has the most blocks in franchise history? Big Z. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Justin's killing this man. Okay, all right. <laughs> All righty, hold on one sec. All right, number three. Mm-hmm. How many finals appearances does Cleveland have? Five. Five. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. He's, 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 okay. We're here to win. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> number four. Who holds the record for most steals in a single season for the Cavs? Larry Nance. Dova Dova. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, LeBron. LeBron. Nope. Yeah. Oh uh, shit. Uh, Ron Harper. Got gotcha. you. Ah, oh, that's a good. Oh, one. That's a good. Oh, okay. One. My next guess was going to be Eric Snow. Mm, okay. <laughs> that would have been a good guess too. He was up there. Hold on one sec. On the board. That's that's all I needed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to feel like Gully here. <laughs> Dan is already already number five. Which player holds the record for most threes in a single season? JR. 
Amadou. There you Scott. go. Scott. Uh, I didn't say Smith, so. <laughs> <laughs> what year was the franchise started? 1971. Or is it one? Yeah. It's 70 or 71, yeah. Both of those answers would have been acceptable. Oh, man. Did okay. Dan go first? I did. I think. I think, yes. I think yeah, so. Yeah, okay. I got to give that Everybody's to on the board now. Okay. Yep, yep. That was that was like that OG logo. They they gotta incorporate like those jerseys back. I would yeah. These, I would these current ones, I'm just not for. No, I'm not a big fan. They're just no. terrible. Like just the second look. LeBron era jerseys, I like really liked like the blue ones with the golden like the wine and gold lettering. I like the they went away from those. Yeah, yeah. They were or good. like or or the like the classic like even the 70s jerseys I think are yeah wildly superior to what we have now. Yeah, yeah, they sure. they got to come up with some. I, although I did like, uh, I was probably one of the few people that actually liked the uh, the, the the city jersey 90s. this season. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. Oh, um, okay. I don't hate them as I much as I around. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't hate them as much as I used to. I still think like the eighties uh, Cavs jerseys were the best, though. That's just my opinion. Yeah, they're definitely. Whenever I'm playing two K, I'm, I'm always uh, swapping oh, okay. to those. I respect that. All righty, number seven. Who was the team's first head coach? Uh, uh, Bill Fitch. You got it. Yeah, that's it. I was thinking Bob, Bob, Bill. Was that Dan? Yes. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Number eight. What is the franchise record for most wins in a single season? 67? 62? Shoot, nope. I don't know. 66. 66. Yes. Dan, oh, you got it. My God, I was off. Was that 09 was it? Yeah, I think it was It 09. was 08, 09. Yeah, 08, 09. The, okay, the okay. first year, the year before. I think 09, 010 was 61 and 21, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. That, was yeah. that was the big freeze days with Shaq, right? That mm-hmm. year? Yep. Mm-hmm. Shaq, I think Antoine Jameson was on that team. Um, yeah, he was. It was a good yeah. team. Yeah. Uh, I, I came to Cleveland to bring the king a ring, whatever he said. I, I can't do a shag. Win a ring for the king. That's what it was. Oh, sorry. Just one last thing real quick. Did you guys see the impersonator of Charles Barkley? Yes, I did. Uh, that was oh my no. God. That was, that was absolutely fantastic. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah, it's all awesome. All right. So right now we have Justin with three. We got Amadou with two. And we got Dan. You also have three. All righty. My lead is evaporated. Mm. <laughs> yep already austin Carr wore two different numbers with the calves 22 was the first one what was the other one was it seven eight nope four Nine. one come on guys zero y'all are on twitter 23 i don't know uh, 30 16 i'm drawing a blank here um, 99 tribute to boss man <laughs> I'm trying to think like in the rafters good lord it is it's it dude oh man come God. on it's in it's literally in his twitter handle is it 34 oh I'm not Austin Carr you got it you got 34 it. You got it. You got it. 34 oh my Justin God. gets it did, oh all right oh God I don't know why oh why I was thinking single digits I, I really don't I was thinking I, single digits too I don't yeah. know why yeah I I don't even know. That's fair. No, number 10, what number did Daniel Gibson wear with the Cavs? Uno. Uh, I, I said Uno. Zero? Who said Uno? 
Me. Hey, hold up. I said, oh. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll be nice. I'll give that one, Justin. No, 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 Dan. No, no, no. I, no, I, no, Dan, no, Dan, Dan, I, I named a letter. You know what? We're going to give that one to you. We got to have yeah. a tie game here. Okay. All righty. Uh, well, you said it, not me. We're down to the last two questions. Two questions. Yeah, okay. Yep. Two um, dude, okay. You, you got to get I have to try to tie this up. I have to try to tie this up. We got to give it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do still in this. Yeah. All right. Who has the most defensive rebounds in franchise history? Tristan Thompson. Shoot. Um, uh, LeBron James? You got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. I had to let Amadou tie it. Here goes my chance to tie it. All right. Here we go. Dan, bring it down to Dan like was ominously down. quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I LeBron, that, I don't know why. I, I'm trying to think of like positional, but yeah. I think anything. Yeah. LeBron's about yeah, anything, Cavs. Traditional box score stats. Yeah. LeBron is not like a terrible yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Last question. LeBron. What is Isaac Coral's <laughs> career high in scoring? 31. Oh, uh, is it 20? 32. 30. Oh, I got that. Dan got is it. it. Dan wait, got it. What was 32. it? 32. 32. Okay. All right. There you and go. And we somehow lost by what? 16 in overtime? Yep. Yeah. yeah. We just lost game. gas. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. By my tally, Dan has five. I think Dan, yeah, Dan has five. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Dan five, won, four, but three? I'm just double yeah. checking. Yeah. Justin, one, two, three, four. Yep. Dan, you won. Oh, congratulations, well, Dan. Congrats, <laughs> my man. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. You know, I try, try to have a good shooting percentage here. So. Yeah. That's definitely good. Yeah, if we man. were to tie, though, if we were to tie, what would the last question have been? Oh, man, I only had twelve. You know how hard it was to come up with these questions. You know how hard it was to do this with LeBron leading every category on. <laughs> what is the What is the Cavs mascot's name? Moon Dog. Yeah. You should I have done something impossible. Like, again. I would have thought it would be considered Sir Charles in charge. Sir Charles and mm. is that technically? Is that I mean, he's on the logo, right? So. Yeah. Uh, you would have had to do something impossible if you had to come up with an extra question. Yeah. Like, uh, I would have I, 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 I total pulled. bench minutes in 1970. Who led the Cavs in scoring in. Uh, who led the Cavs in. 01 02. In, in 01. Yeah, question. that'd be good. I'm about to look this Was that Lamond? Was that Lamond? Or was it Andre Miller? I don't know. Miller days, wow! Andre Miller yeah. had a long NBA career. Uh, Miller yeah, actually, way, uh, way he holds the record. Long. He yeah. holds the Cavs record for most assists, I think. Yeah, in a single yeah. season. In a single season. He is that. one of the few people that like basically declined after his like the rookie year was kind his of peak. like his actual kind of, peak. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Man, John Lucas was the head coach oh. during that season. Oh uh, God. What a time. <laughs> yeah, they went 29-53. Ooh, man. Which Cavaliers coach has the least, like, full-time head coach, like, not an interim. Uh, like, so in a full-time head coaching position has the least wins in franchise history. I definitely. I don't know that answer. I don't know that answer. Is it Beeline? It has to be Beeline. Did yeah, Ted Stepien have to coach as he was cycling through? Consi- like, yeah, considering how long he played, it has to be him, right? Beeline? Yeah, I Probably. guess. Hey, so yeah, I, I mean, it, it would have to be. Most yeah, likely. Definitely up there. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't. Everybody else is on here at least has at least like a season and a half. So, mm-hmm. when, uh, when was was Paul Silas? Was that that was what LeBron's like first year, right? Paul Silas, two thousand three, two thousand four. That was his first year as the coach. So yeah, I think LeBron's first and second season. Well, no, it was uh, LeBron and Carlos Boozer. Jeez, Carlos Boozer was the, the uh, big Carlos player. Boozer. Jesus, stealing from a blind man. Good lord. <laughs> oh. oh man. What well, if Colin? What if Colin Sexton pulled a Carlos Boozer? Oh god. Don't don't say that. <laughs> we're not. We're, we're we're getting too deep. We're going in too deep. We're yeah. going in too yeah, deep. he's gonna oh. go full on Carlos Boozer. Cut his hair off and get it spray painted on too. That's gonna happen. Oh god. I'm here for it. Terrible look. <laughs> that's his look. That's his look. Let's get the spray haircut on Colin Sexton. Let's do it on all of them. Everyone, yeah. Jared Allen, Isaac Okoro, mm. Darius, we're all cutting our hair. Kevin Love, we're all cutting our LeBron's been doing it for years. Well, Kevin Love probably will be going bald pretty, pretty soon at this rate. Kevin Love's got a decent head of hair. He's not going bald anytime soon. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm joking. It's just like real, okay, real, that's fair. Like real gray. Like That's fine. I get that, yeah. Yeah, it's all like, those temper tantrums. Yeah, it probably <laughs> is. For sure. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for today's we need episode. Bald Jetty. Uh, uh, don't get me started on Jetty. <laughs> Jetty should be like manning like the concessions at this point. I don't even know. <laughs> Put him in the Moon Dog. Uh, the outfit. He actually probably would be like a great man. Oh, he'd be awesome.